The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. Welcome to the Modern Christian Men Podcast with your host, Kale Nelson. You know, when you ask somebody in 2017, how do you do something? The first thing they're going to tell you is Google is your friend. But, you know, I can remember a time before we had Google, and that may age me, but I'm 43 and I'm, I'm still happy. So I remember a time when we would, like, you know, go to the library, get a book, maybe pull out the encyclopedia or look through the dictionary. You know, maybe we would even kind of find someone we could apprentice under, you know, like a mentor. Well, when I, be- when I decided to become a podcaster, that's exactly what I did. I found someone that could help me along, that could mentor me, that could teach me all about podcasting and getting started. That dude I found, his name is Dave Jackson. He runs the School of Podcasting. I've been a student, and and I've learned so much from Dave. We've actually become buddies, and it's really cool for me to be able to welcome onto the program this time, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Kale, I'm happy to be here, my friend. It's uh, it's exciting. You know, I've been on Dave's show a couple of times. I've never had Dave on my show before. So this is, this is kind of a new thing. It is. I'm, uh, I'm, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. You know, when I first stumbled over your website, Dave, I guess almost four, three, four years ago, one of the first things that caught my eye, of course, because I'm this Christian guy, I, I see at the top of the, the website there, your, your life verse. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy must be a Christian. That's pretty cool. I mean, not, you, you don't have to be a Christian to be a good podcaster, but it was there. It was pretty unobtrusive it was not necessarily just hey screaming you know like the moving gif that we used to do years ago in the 90s on our websites but it was there (laughs) and you know i had heard some of your stuff before and i knew listening to what i was hearing that this guy this guy knew jesus in some fashion this guy knew jesus it just kind of came out of you and yeah i'd like to talk to you about that today uh about living jesus out in front of other people without hitting them in the head with your Bible or, or anything like that. Are, are you are you up for that? I am up for that, my friend. Excellent. Excellent. So just a real quick history about uh, who you are and where you've been, what you're doing. Oh, wow. How far? Well, I was born. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, now, I live in Akron, Ohio. Uh, my, my history is I've been teaching people technology for over uh, 20 years in the corporate world, uh, recently moved into the podcasting world. Uh, and I do tech support over there. Um, but for a small period of time, I was actually a, on track to be an assistant pastor of a church and um, have taught uh, Sunday school. Uh, always try to be the the uh, not because, you know, you always had that old guy that was completely out of touch <laughs> in Bible school in in Sunday school. Yep. So I was always volunteered. I wanted to be the younger guy to, to teach the junior high kids and the high school kids to show that, you know, you could be somewhat kind of cool and still be a Christian uh, without being a brother, are you saved kind of <laughs> guy, you know, cause that, that doesn't usually work. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that, but, uh, condemning people to hell usually is not a great first impression. That's not the one they want to hear when they come in the door for sure. You, no. you, you know, when I, when I listen to your stuff and, and I'm hearing you talk and you're just encouraging people and you're just being real, you're transparent. I, I think that's what lent me to the idea that this guy has to be a believer. He has to have some faith in there somewhere. And, um, you know, it's it's really hard sometimes, it seems, for us to be able to, to live that out sometimes in front of other people and not be not be so harsh with it. Dave, you're you're talking to people every week on multiple platforms with your podcasting. How do you share that with people 
without being the preacher guy. I mean, people don't know you as the preaching podcaster. They know you as Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. Well, it's part of it is just that little, you know, all it says is Jeremiah 29, 11, which for those of you who don't know, it basically says, uh, I, I have plans for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. In other words, God saying, like, I got your back yeah. in, in a nutshell. And so I just want to put that there because I figure somebody eventually is going to go, what is Jeremiah 29, 11? And they're <laughs> going to look it up. And I was like, all right, so that's a cool way of doing it. And that just came about, I went to a, a Casting Crowns concert. And uh, I love those guys in concert, man. The the lead singer is always super entertaining, and it just always gets me thinking. And he said, you know, he goes, there are so many people that don't let their light shine. And he goes, and we feel like we're the minority where, you know, we're worried about stepping on people's toes. and We don't want to bring up our religion. And he goes, we should all be wearing T-shirts. And, and he goes, just letting people know that, hey, you're not alone because sometimes we, we feel that way. So that was my way of uh, just kind of doing that to say, hey, guess what? You're, you're not alone. You're another person. There's somebody else out there that believes the same thing you do. And so for me, I just try to do that in just serving people. You know, there are a lot of people that will send me emails and, and such, and they'll ask a question, and they're like, I don't know if I have to pay for this or not. And depending on the question, sometimes <laughs> if it's going to be a, a super extensive thing, but if it's something that I can fire off an answer and like, oh, here's the best microphone that I know of, blah, blah, blah. I'll go ahead and answer that. So I always tell people there are other podcast consultants and coaches and things like that out there. And and you might outsell me, but I, I would, uh, you know, without getting too cocky here, uh, I, I say it's going to be hard to outserve me because that's really kind of my background with being a, a teacher in the, the corporate world and things like that. I like to help people. The more I help people, hopefully the more they get to know me and the more they get to know me, then I can start to, if it comes up, then I can start sharing my faith, which is basically what Jesus did. If you look at what he did, he didn't go out to people and say, hey, let me tell you about my dad. He went out, if you look at the woman in the well, he he went up and he talked to her, uh, kind of got to know her story. They had a little interaction. And then once he kind of got their attention, he's he would then steer them towards the message. It wasn't, let me give you the message and then later I'll be your friend. It was, let me be your friend and then steer you towards the message. So I've always kind of tried to... Uh, Follow that example. Well, you know, that I, I can attest that Dave is a very giving guy. He has bailed me on very many occasions, sometimes for free, and then I'll throw bones at him every once in a while as an appreciation. Uh, but, yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's so transparent, Dave, when you, when you come across with it. And it's kind of funny to me because back when I was in Christian radio, working in Christian radio, my wife and I, I had this ongoing argument about – these guys don't say Jesus every 30 seconds. You know, there's not four Jesus per minutes or something. They're, right. they're Christians in a band. And uh, she, she kind of had this, this whole, and I can explain it later, but she, she wasn't feeling it. You know, they, they, in her mind, if they were on Christian radio, they needed to be a Christian musician singing about Christian things all the time. And I said, you know, these guys are just making a living, and they're talented musicians. The music is, is bringing forth what the message they're trying to convey and I asked her one day, I said, are you, she's a hairdresser. I said, are you a hairdresser Christian or a Christian hairdresser? You know, do people come mm-hmm. to you because you're a Christian or do people come to you because of your talent? And uh, then it kind of kind of took her back a second. She said, hey, wait a minute. You know, those people sit in my chair. I, I'm able to minister to them when they're there. And uh, that's not why they come to see me, but it's kind of an afterthought. Like you're saying, uh, people come to you and, and then you have that opportunity to share with them. Um, and, and, you know, I think in, in my, my opinion, that's one of the most, um, most 
genuine ways to be able to share with someone is is when it's it's not pressured, forced, or even asked for. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a way to, you know, um, when somebody asks you for advice or things like that, or if somebody, you know, whatever it is, and you say, well, and I usually preface it, preface it with, well, I don't want to get all preachy on you. And I'll say, <laughs> but because of my faith, I think this way, or this is how I follow this, or or whatever the situation is. And um, it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you've got to, I, I give you an example. There's a, uh, he's actually a good friend of mine. And um, we, we've known each other now for probably 10 years. And it's really interesting because he is a diehard atheist. He's all about science and, and this and that. And he knows what I believe and I know what he believes. And we don't really, um, you know, we, we don't fire shots across the bow at each other. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of like I just try to show him that not all Christians are morons that point at the sky when they sing and have purple hair. And, you know, it's like there, there's more to it than that than what you see on TV sometimes. Yeah. And so it's not, you know, we, we occasionally will will graze that area, but it's we're, we're trying to be very respectful of each other's beliefs. But on the other hand, you know, if I can show him just the fact that we're not super judgmental and I can – you know, occasionally throw something out. He will occasionally throw something out. So it's it's very respectful. But uh, on the other hand, because I've had people say like, well, you shouldn't be helping that guy. He's an atheist. I'm like, man, Jesus hung out with tax collectors. <laughs> Th- those are like the vermin you know, of the, of the day, you know? And I'm like, it's like, if I just say it around and preach to the choir, we're not going to really get anywhere. So uh, as long as you are secure in your faith, because I, I guess the one worry is, well, what if that guy convinces you that there is no God? And I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. Uh, but uh, so that's that's something that I've been doing, just trying to, you know, um, treat one another like you would be treated, you know, the old golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't worked in corporate America in a very long time being a stay-at-home dad. Uh, when, I, when I was there, I had a job. I was a firefighter, uh, drove the truck, actually, and um, I decided to quit my job. It was some stuff going down and I was, I was over it. And they sent the assistant chief over to talk me into staying. And, mm. and, uh, he, he said, you come off like you're some kind of Christian and you try to be this Christian guy in front of everybody. And now you're just going to walk away and quit. And I said, well, yeah, I, I'm finished. And he said, well, wouldn't the Christian thing be to give us a two week notice? <laughs> and I was like, well, let me ask you this, Chief. If you're going to fire me, would you give me a two-week notice? And he said no. And I was like, well, what's the difference? I mean, you're sitting here across from me, a professing Christian. I'm across from you, a professing Christian. You're upset with me because I'm not giving a notice, but you wouldn't give me a notice if you were finished with me. And two things struck me there. That's just how business is, and I'm okay with it. But secondly, when you're a Christian and people know about it, they they judge you whether they want to or not, they give you a different level of respect or disrespect uh, than they do just their fellow heathens or whatever you want to call them. That's it. They're they're looking for a way to go. Ah, see, there's another. You know, there goes another. Uh, uh, what's the word they always throw? Um, hypocrite. Hypocrite. There goes another. You know, born again hypocrite. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's it. You know, and it's there. There are ways that you can do things. Um, you know, I was in a uh, a Christmas thing once where uh, they do the, I guess it's white elephant where you re-gift something that you didn't, I don't, I still don't understand the rules of this thing, but we're there. And um, there was a, a fellow coworker and she was all of 24, just your, your typical fresh out of college kind of uh, woman. And uh, 
just awesome. But she was very 24 in, in that, that she liked to go out and party in, in that whole nine yards. So she got to give me a gift in this particular exchange and she bought me a bottle of wine. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. I'm trying to be cordial about it. She said, well, you drink wine, right? And I go, oh, I, I might, maybe, you know, she goes, well, you don't drink. And I go, no, not, and to be honest, no, not really. I said, I might have a beer every now and then. I said, but really it's like maybe two or three a year. And she's like, wait, you don't drink at all? And I go, no, not really. And she goes, really? Like all, like it was just completely <laughs> foreign to her that I didn't drink. And I said, no. And I said, especially if I do, I said, I'm a cheap date. I said, so I really try to avoid being, being drunk. And to her, that was like her goal. Like every Friday was like, where are we going? We're going to go get hammered kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it's just not my, my thing. I explained to her I'd been married to a, an alcoholic. And I said, that kind of will, will turn your, your uh, attitude towards alcohol anyway. And I said, but in the end, I said, it just doesn't do much for me. And, and that's just not really what I believe. And you could just see her like looking at me like I was the, like some sort of weird space alien, you know, like I just stood out. And I was like, no, nah, you know, that's that's what it is. And I didn't judge her for it. And, and you know, I was just like, nah, you know, and I figured out she'll figure it out in a couple of years when she's tired of being hung over and yeah. that whole nine yards. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so but it's kind of fun to, you know, just when people find out I uh, I worked in a grocery store when I was a teenager and this guy came in. I never will forget him. His name was Lou. And he would come in and he would talk to every employee in the store. Like he would, and he would, it was hilarious because he'd buy like three things and he'd, he'd come over and he'd say, Dave, how you doing? And I'm like, good buddy. Uh, you, you know, how's school going or whatever? And great. And they just, all right, well, it's good talking to you. He's just always such a super nice guy and, you know, always giving encouraging words and this and that. And, uh, but he was old, he was an older guy and he came in the one day and I said, Lou, how are you doing, buddy? And he goes, actually, I'm doing really, really good. Cause he was, there are times when he was kind of hanging on the cart for dear life mm. and, um, uh, he was doing really, really good and was uh, standing up a little more straighter than he usually did. And he said, yeah, I'm actually thinking of going back to uh, to work. And I go, cool. I go, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm a pastor. And like eight million light bulbs went off in my head. I was like, of course you are. You know, it's just one of those things. And I was like, wow, why didn't I see that before? So I'm hoping that people that interact with me later, if they find out, oh, yeah, Dave goes to church, they go, oh, man, of course he does. You know, that kind of thing is just kind of how I try to live and uh, give people the benefit of the doubt and, you know, slow to anger and, and uh, quick to love and that whole nine yards. That's always easier said than done in certain situations. Uh, but in the, end, in the end that you're not perfect, you know, be quick to apologize as well is always a good skill to have up your sleeve because that sometimes is I'm amazed at how many people can step on your toes and never even acknowledge it. Where when you get a an actual honest heartfelt apology these days, that's always kind of like wow, I don't see those that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you know people really expect Christians just to walk around with their Bible, or you know, and and even today, in even in our society, you know, we're we're kind of expected to to dress some, sometimes at certain churches, dress a certain way to go on Sunday mornings, or you know, perform a uh, a certain action or whatever when you're there in the building with other believers and the music's on or whatever. And, you know, I think that it's it's just something, it's a personal thing, but at the same time, if, if you're in corporate worship, that's fine if that's okay for you. You know, the workplace is really the most untouched uh, mission field that there is. And it's almost like society has told us through this this thing they call separation church and state, which really doesn't exist, and that could be a, like a four story series here. <laughs> uh, didn't even mean to bring that up, but you know we hear all these excuses about why it's not proper, it's not politically correct to be uh, f free and outgoing with our faith. But 
you know, when we're modeling Jesus, he's probably one of the most politically correct individuals to have ever walked the face of this earth. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a, for me, I just do things like I'll wear a t-shirt that'll have, um, there's a great company called Caruso that makes these really cool Christian shirts that, you know, are kind of based on, um, pop culture. Like the, like ones with, instead of Facebook, it said faith book mm. and I had a picture of a Bible stuff. That's like, it's kind of cool. And like, Oh, it's not so much just again, bang, you know, not just a scripture verse or something, something that might start a conversation. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do stuff like that. And, and I, you know, I used to have, um, different little knickknacks that had scripture or whatever that was on my desk. And those are ways that you can kind of just, again, without beating people over the head, just in a way, what you're doing is you're putting the bullseye on your back, Yeah. right? You're letting people know, Hey, guess what? I go to church and that way they are going to sit back and go, well, let's see what the Christian does when they find out that, you know, he's got to work overtime this weekend. Um, but it's just a way, some of the best conversations I had, I worked for a company and my boss was Jewish. Um, I was going to school to be a pastor. Um, one of my o- other coworkers was a lesbian. And then we had the 24-year-old party girl. <laughs> and we had some of the the best conversations of just trying to learn about each other's culture without throwing each other under the bus. Yeah. And, and those kind of things sometimes can, again, without just beating people over the head with it, just say, hey, here's how I think. This is how it benefits my lifestyle. This is what it does for me. This is, you know, and just kind of show them the the benefits without, you know, condemning every, everyone to hell. And there's some really <laughs> cool stuff um, that uh, in the Jewish faith that they do that are like super duper family related. Um, there's this one thing where they basically go camping in the backyard. It was, re- I forget the name of it, um, but it was really cool. And I'm like, well, I want to do that. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to borrow that man. But it was some sort of, uh, um, the festival for, of tents or something, something. Yeah. It was, I'm like, well, that's cool. Um, so it was, it was really interesting. And so I think sometimes if you're just open to have a dialogue with people, as opposed to beat them to a pulp with your Bible, yeah. you, you might actually keep that door open a little more. And that's really all we want is we want the door open to, to share. And because I think so many times we think it's our goal to convert somebody right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And my goal has always been to just plant a seed, just plant the seed and then let somebody else plant another seed or somebody else is going to come along and water it. And, and kind of going back to our original point of, of if people knew that there's more of us out there than, than we think. Sometimes we think we're the only person, but you know, if I plant a seed and then you water it and somebody else throws some sunlight on it and somebody else does, you know what, that thing's going to grow eventually. And, you know, I, I was amazed when I taught Sunday school cause I always felt like, you know, tapping on the microphone and going, is this thing on, you know, cause <laughs> they could care less and they're checking their phone and, you know, and, you know, it wasn't until years later, like, like literally 15, 20 years later that I had a, a old student of mine who was getting married. And, uh, she said, yeah, she, she goes, you probably didn't think we were listening. She goes, but we were. And she goes, and it, it did make a difference and it gave me something to think about. And so at the time I was just, I never would have, you know, saw that coming. So if you can just plant a seed, you know, it's the Holy spirit that's going to make that bad boy grow, but you, you do have to plant the seed. Yeah, yeah, live it out in front of them. Know what you believe. You mentioned that a few minutes ago too. That's that's a key, I believe. That a lot of us think that well, we'll get it on the, in the sermon on Sunday morning. But you know, there's a lot of homework we need to be doing regarding that kind of stuff because when when you do run up against, hey, we're going to have a conversation about our faith here over here, and you're like, yeah, I go to church on Sunday, and uh, 
you know, you, you've just lost your audience. Well, and what's great about that, because look, you're not going to know everything about everything. Yeah. And so when somebody sends you this and they go, well, what about this or that? And you're like, oh, you know what? That's a really good question. I don't have the answer to that. If I go and find the answer, would you be willing to, to hear what I find? So keep that door open. And they're like, well, yeah, because number one, they'll probably be impressed the fact that you didn't know everything there is to know about it. <laughs> and then number two, when you come back and say, hey, I, I looked it up. Here's this verse I found, and I think this is why this is, you know, and then you keep the conversation going. Right. So, because to me, that that drives me nuts in tech support. When you get a tech support person that'll make up an answer because they don't want to say, I don't know, that drives me crazy. You give bad advice that way. Yeah. So, you know, when you don't know, go, hmm, you know what, that's a really good question. I don't know. Let me look that up, and uh, I'll get back to you on that. And And then I don't think... You know, half the time they're probably going to forget about it. But when you come back and say, hey, you know, when we're talking about that one thing, this is what I found. And now you've got another conversation going. And, the, and you've shown your true sincerity right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you're, you're genuine. You're not uh, – yeah, because I, I think we do. We, if, if I admit that I don't know everything, well, then I'm not a good Christian. Hmm. Well, there's a lot to learn there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and somebody will come up with a new way of asking an old question that you maybe didn't see it coming or – whatever. And, um, you know, just, just be yourself, be you, be genuine. And I think that's, especially with today's society, man, if you talk to, you know, youngins that are in their teenage years, that's what they want. They want people to be real. And when you actually can do that, uh, I think you'll score more points that way than, you know, making up an answer that, you know, uh, is, is not exactly accurate. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, appreciate you coming on with us, man. Oh, man, thanks for having me. This is a blast. We'll, uh, we'll do it again. Absolutely. So a big thanks to Dave Jackson for coming by, hanging out with me. A great friend of mine. Really appreciate all he's done to get me to this point. And hope that you uh, found some encouragement there as well. Hey, uh, you can find everything we do online at modernchristianmen.com. From there, we've got all of our social links, how to listen, how to share all those things. So let me know if there's something you'd like to hear, something that you would like for us to uh, to address. We would really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here with us as we continue on this journey together. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Modern Christian Men podcast. You can find us online at modernchristianmen.com.